This is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is the Ave Explorers Lenten mini series. So, full disclosure um, here at the top of the podcast, we recorded this episode um, on about a week ago, I guess it was, and then the world kind of did what the world is currently doing, if you're paying attention to the news. And we decided to re-record this episode on the evening of Monday, March the 16th, the night before the episode drops. Um, we were able to talk about quite a few of the same things, but but we added a little bit of an addendum to the end of our conversation uh, to talk about kind of the current moment in our culture. And uh, here at the top, I, I just wanted to say a little word about, about this. And, and that just very simply is um, that there's a bit of confusion and, and, and fear kind of running rampant in our world right now. And with good cause, there's this unknown threat, essentially, this virus that we know is highly contagious and we know can be very harmful to certain populations, but can very easily be spread and people can have it and not even know it. And so we're all taking kind of this common good approach, hopefully, to, to, to quell the spread and to flatten the curve, as everybody says. And in the midst of that, our daily life is drastically being disrupted, and, and we're asked to stay indoors, and we're asked to reduce our activities, and things are being canceled. I myself am supposed to be headed up to Chicago the end of this weekend to go give a parish mission. That's, of course, not happening, and we're rescheduling it for May, and who even knows if it's going to happen then? There's just a bit, not even a bit, a lot of uncertainty in the world at this particular moment, and I can't help but think, every time I watch the news or read a different article or see a new tweet or watch a different press conference or even just call my mom to ask how she's feeling because we're all on edge, I can't help but think that it's so fascinating that this is all happening in the midst of the season of Lent. This is all happening in a moment where Christians everywhere, where Catholics are intentionally focusing on prayer, communing with God, on fasting, on giving things up, and on being generous. And what perfect attitudes to have at this particular moment when we're being asked to distance ourselves socially, but yet still need to find ways to be generous and loving, especially to those who need help. To pray, to spend time talking to God about our fears, about our concerns, about our worries, about our hopes, about, about what we need in this particular moment. We're certainly all giving things up. This morning I kind of had a moment where I thought to myself, I can't take my daughter to the park right now. And that's a massive fast for the both of us. Her giving up the slide that she loves to go down and me giving up the few moments of free time that I get because she's happily occupied at the park. What better time for this to happen? If it's going to happen, what better time for it to happen than in the season of Lent when we as Catholics are already paying attention to the ways that the Lord is inviting us deeper? And so because I couldn't get that off my mind and, and because I, I just I keep reflecting on that, especially as, as more and more news of church closures happening for the safety and salvation of everyone in the midst of all of this, I decided maybe we need to have this conversation again. And it was super easy to reschedule because this week's guest is probably the guest that I've had on this show that I know the best because I'm married to him. We share a home together. We're raising a child together. My husband, Tommy, and I, a couple of years ago, were asked to write a book for Ave Maria Press, specifically for teenagers, specifically for young people, helping them invest more energy, attention, and time into the season of Lent. 
And it was a, a real challenge to write the book, but also a real joy. And so we wanted to have Tommy on to really talk to him about his insights into not just the writing of that book, but Lent in general and teenagers in general. Tommy is, has worked with teenagers for a number of years. He was a parish youth minister, a diocesan director of youth ministry, a campus minister, and now he teaches science at a local charter school with students who aren't necessarily in a Catholic environment, but who are certainly being influenced by the culture and who are certainly being affected and influenced by the people that they interact with, and, and he's one of those people that they get to interact with. And so this book was written with every teenager that we have ever worked with or encountered in mind to give them simple ways to, to really walk through Lent one day at a time. That's what the title is. To walk through Lent with intentionality and focus, taking it day by day, bit by bit, doing the things that the Lord asks us to in kind of these bite-sized chunks so that the desert doesn't get overwhelming, but so that we can enter into it fully. You know, I, I always say that I love the interviews that we get to do because they're often with people that I'm friends with or people that I really enjoy. But this one, of course, was a lot of fun because I got to do it at my kitchen table across the table from the man that I love, the father of my children, who I've done a lot of really great fun things with in this life and, and who I, I think really expresses some great insights in this episode, both about the season of Lent, but also about this current moment in our culture. Again, on that, we just want to assure you of our prayers from, from the whole team that, that Ave Explorers will, of course, be continuing during this, this confusing time, that we're still working on great content for you, and that we want to encourage you that to, to maybe use these moments of social distancing, these opportunities for, for, for finding ways to pay attention to the common good, to really further invest into this season of Lent, to pray, to fast, to give alms. You can, of course, learn more about how you can further invest in Lent by using some of those resources we've created over at AveMariaPress.com, of course, using the code EXPLOREDLENT for 25% off and free shipping. And so with that, um, here's a great conversation with my dear husband, Tommy McGrady. So Tommy, normally I'm talking to somebody on a computer screen, but I'm sitting across the kitchen table from you. Welcome to Ave Explorers. Well, I'm excited to be here. This yeah. is wonderful. Yeah, Thanks the, for having me. The podcast that I I, <laughs> I cheated on the electric waffle with. Yes, we're all very hungry. Um, so if you don't know, my husband and I, uh, we have a few artistic endeavors together besides you know, the raising of children and the writing of books. We also have a podcast called The Electric Waffle. Um, vastly different from this show. It is not the same at all. We are not doing an electric waffle episode right now. No witty banter allowed. Uh, um, we have questions that we have to get through. We put Rose to bed early <laughs> to be able to record this. Um, and uh, but, but welcome to the show. Normally I ask people, and I'm going to act like I don't know the answer to this question. All right. Um, normally I ask folks, so tell me who you are and what you do and where you are in the world. And I'm staring at them through a computer screen. So again, this is super disorienting. Yes, I have that effect on people. Um, that's why I married you. That's right. It hasn't worn off yet. My name is Tommy McGrady, and I am a science teacher at Lake Charles College Prep in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I am 31 years old. Wow, that's weird to say out loud. Yeah. Um, almost 32. Almost, yeah. And I've, I've spent a lot of time in ministry, Dawson, and parish, um, as well as a campus minister. So I've kind of been around the block a time or two and uh, got to write a book with a wonderful woman um, named Katie Prejean McGrady. Have you met her? She's great. And uh, it's about Lent and how to take it one day at a time, which is how we pretty much should take everything. Um, but I think it's a really accessible book. I think it's 
uh, insightful, and I think it uh, helps young people, and really any age, um, unlock the mystery of Lent and how to walk with Jesus in the desert and not make it feel like a punishment um, or a checklist. It does feel very punishy, though, sometimes. I mean, Lent can feel very Lenty most of the time. <laughs> That's just like a... Like, anytime something well, yeah. is horrible in life, I'm like, ugh, it's like Lent all over again. Or, like, pregnancy is like nine months of Lent. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's it's not... I mean, Lent isn't, isn't meant to be this, you know, joyous occasion. Look how wonderful... This, it's not a spa day. It's a day in the gym. It's it's 40 days in the gym. It's not a spa. So when do we get to go to the sauna? We get to go to the, the sauna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on Easter Sunday. That's that's the that's the payoff. That's when you kind of get to relax a little bit. Yeah. And enjoy the fruits of the labor uh, that your soul has gone through over the, the last 40 days. Take a steam with the saints. I feel like that can't be in bum, the episode. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll uh, delete that. Maybe it's a little electric waffly. So um, you made reference to our book, Lent, One Day at a Time for Catholic Teens, which was, which was really tough to write because we wrote it in the middle of a summer. So we were like far removed from Lent. We were past Easter. We were in just the ordinary time. normal, ordinary time, kind of like trying to put ourselves back in the desert, yeah. trying to think about what teenagers are often Going through and um, struggling with, and just how, eas- how easily distracted and how full their life is, it's really hard to set intentional time to pray, which was really kind of where we were during that summertime. Mm-hmm. Couldn't f- like trying to find intentional time to write the book about Lent. Was Rose born yet? No, was she? Yes, no, Rose was born. Yes, she Rose was. was was almost a year. That's right, yeah, yeah. This is weird. Like, we're losing all sense of time and space as time just continues to go uh, on. No, I think you were still pregnant. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure she was alive because Follow came out when Rose was born. And uh-huh. Lent was written after Follow. Okay. So I mark the years of my life by the, by by the book releases. Yeah. So this year, we're having a baby in September. And then the Advent book comes out in November. So that's right on par. For for, for me, like major life events always have a book right around them. Yeah, everything's just kind of a blur now. For it me. is. I, well, and, and life can often be like that. Yeah. Like like I often make the joke in my talks that pretty much from the time you hit sixth grade up to like age thirty, life is not the same for longer than three to four years at a time. That's right. Because your middle school, high school, college, new right. career, dating, getting married, and for me as a teacher, I kind of hit the reset button every May, and then summertime yeah. is like what. And then it restart again in August, and then you kind of roll through year by year. So then Lent, which comes in in February or March, yeah, um, and and sometimes springs up on us, right? Like sometimes it's early February, sometimes it's late February, sometimes you're, you're just kind of plodding through it, and and all around you is new life, and trees are blooming, and birds are chirping, and yet you are denying yourself certain things, or you're doing more yeah. perpetual perpetual penitential perpetually penitential <laughs> activities, right? Like, how can a young person... So let's put ourselves in the frame of mind of a teenager. We probably yeah. have some teenagers listening to this. We have some moms and dads tuning in, grandparents, aunts, uncles, teachers, right? Teenagers today, how can they most effectively invest in the Lenten season? Well, I think first, before you just dive into giving up something or to doing the thing, uh, it's important to kind of take stock of who you are and where you are and what's going on uh inside of you because uh, so many times we just kind of jump in because if it sneaks up on us or we're told, hey, it's Lent now, go don't eat meat on Friday, we kind of just dive in. But Lent is not a checklist. 
It's Christ inviting us to deepen our life of prayer and deepen our walk with him. And he knows what he wants us to work on. He knows what needs to be healed or what needs to be stretched or what needs to be uh, renewed in some way. Um, and in order for us to, to go there with him, we have to recognize. And I think young people um, are, are less self-aware than most, um, and that's just a product of their development. Um, yeah, not, they're not, missing part of their brain. Yeah, their, their prefrontal cortex is not fully formed, and, uh, and I would argue that a lot of us aren't really as self-aware as we need to be because of the pace of life that we keep and distractions and social media. But I digress. It's important to take a kind of a self-assessment of what do you struggle with? Why do you struggle with that? Uh, where, where, are you, where are you feeling like you're especially weak, that Christ needs to be strong for you? Those are the areas where you want to kind of target your sacrifices um, or, or taking new things on. If, if you struggle with selfishness, then perhaps instead of giving something up, then you need to look for a way to make service a regular part of your Lenten experience. You know, you need to really have a self-understanding of, of you know, those areas that need um, attention and that to invite the Holy Spirit in uh, to see some growth. Well, kind of in the in the same vein, like a young person taking stock of themselves and thinking, okay, how can I fast? How can I give alms? Which is a weird thing. I mean, I remember when we were writing the book, we we came up with the, so the way the book is structured, folks, it's it's got a little daily reflection based off of a scripture passage, which those scripture passages are chosen based off of the weekly theme that's right. given on Sunday, um, and so on Sunday everybody's given kind of three challenges to focus on throughout the course of the week. And then you read the daily reflections and every day there's an additional small little thing to do. Mm-hmm. And as we were writing it, I remember one of our challenges and we'd send it off to the editor to just kind of give a little checklist. And Eileen wrote us back and she was like, some of these are clearly written from the perspective of an adult who thinks they know what teenagers are doing. And mm-hmm. we were around teenagers all the time right. as teachers, we- but, but to try to put ourselves more in the frame of mind of like, Okay, so on this day, we're asking young people to be generous. Not every young person has an extra five bucks hanging out in their pocket. But every young person, most young people, probably have beds in the house that they can help make. Right? And so how do we, how do we give young people practical things to do exactly. that they can then try to do long after right. Lent? Yeah, because also in, in cognitive, cognitive development, some of them aren't past the concrete operational thought, depending on how yeah. what, what age they're in. So abstract concepts of, well, I'm going to give these alms is really difficult. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doing the dishes after after dinner, um, that's right. a tangible thing. Um, and or, I think, or choosing to right. not listen to music on the way to school. Or, right. It, it, it helps them understand that this, this, this journey through the desert is really one day at a time, one moment at a time, mm-hmm. doing the next right thing, walking through... Uh, Have you watched Frozen 2 recently, Tom? <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> thank you, Disney thank Plus. Thank <laughs> you, Disney Plus, for releasing it. Um, but really, that's, that was one of the most um, poignant parts of the movie for me was that next right thing. Because it's at a point where Anya is just lost. Anya? It, yeah. Elsa? No. Anna? I only half paid attention. No, it's Anna. Sorry, Anna. You said you said Anaya. you said Anya like Enya, and I was Enya. like, I think her name is uh, Anna. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> Whoever she is, uh, you know, we're not Frozen experts. No, I've seen it once. Anyway, the she's just in a moment of loss and despair and doesn't know where to go and kind of lost in what's going on in the mm-hmm. plot. And the song comes wrong at a perfect time for her to really have some clarity. And Lent does that for young pe- for everyone. It's a chance in the midst of the craziness of life to have a moment of intentional clarity. And doing the next right thing, doing the little sacrifice at home, the tangible thing, can help young people, 
you know, okay, this is what I have to do next. Instead of getting lost in, in all of the things that Lent has to offer. Yeah. all Because it, it can be really confusing. Because they're yeah. also questioned by the friends. What's Lent? What are you doing? What are you giving? What do yeah. you mean? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. So, like, th- that's a whirlwind for a young person to navigate. So just give them the, 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 the most simple things, um, the acts of kindness, the extra minute of prayer, if that, mm-hmm. um, can really make a, a big difference in their life of faith. Well, it, it acts almost as like um, an on-ramp or a launch pad for the rest of the year, right? Like Lent is 40 days, and there's one of two attitudes that often happen when Lent is done, where it's just like, oh, thank God, pass the soda, pass the coffee, yeah. pass the snacks. I don't have to go do that thing anymore. I can throw the rosary back in the, the corner of my drawer. Or it's these habits have been developed, where these young people begin to... They see the dirty dishes sitting in the sink, and mom doesn't have to ask them to do it. They just instinctively do it. And so now they've got this virtue of generosity, this that's virtue right. of, of wanting to serve that's been developed. Right, because it's not, it's not giving the thing up for the sake of giving the thing up. It's, giving, it's making that sacrifice to grow in virtue mm-hmm. um, and to become more like Christ in your day-to-day walk. And not just when everyone's watching, but when no one's watching. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 Which it's, is often harder to do. Because you're not getting an accolade, you're not right. tweeting about it right away, right. But, Instagramming it. But you can also say it's, it, it's difficult for a young person to be like Christ when everyone is watching mm-hmm. because of the pressure to be the person that you thought you were or, or the reputation you've maintained. All of those things um, are, are really difficult, and, and it varies so much from person to person, from student to student. Our air freshener just went off. Um, but they need that bell in the swamp to kind of wake up um, in this season of Lent uh, to where where Christ may be leading them that they may not be aware of. What's a bell in the swamp? So, like, if you're on a boat, if there's if it's really foggy, they would. Did you grow would, up in swamps? No, it's a, it's a. <laughs> I was listen, I listened to a Peter Kraft, Kraft <laughs> lecture, and that that was an analogy. He was like, "Yeah, you're right. Every time, like, it was I think it was Lord of the Rings. He mentioned a line. He goes, oh, there's another bell in the swamp. Mm. It's 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 a beacon towards truth. It's, it's a like beacon. a lighthouse. Yeah, o- only through thick fog, it's hard to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, but a a bell in the swamp. Didn't know if you'd been hanging out in swamps without telling me well, lately. Well, I do live in Louisiana now. That's true. Well, the whole of, backyard's a swamp. I live in a swamp. Uh, it's walking through a washcloth. Um, yeah. I, I I think that um the the purpose of Lent is not just for the church to, you know, give us these tasks or like you said give us this checklist but really to invite us and we've said this in some of the other episodes with folks the to invite us into a it's cheesy to say it but like the deeper walk with thee like to to go one step further and and you go one day at a time and by day 20 you've okay I pick up the book I read the book I do the thing I I practice this particular moment how do we how do we fight that Lenten slump or that Lenten slog especially for a young person who's maybe like okay well I'm I'm doing all these things I don't feel any different or I'm doing all these things and sure like I can say I've prayed this many rosaries or I've written this many journal notes or I've I've said I love you to my mom this many times but I'm not I don't feel any different or I missed one day and now, yeah. and now I guess I'll just try Lent again next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what, what do you say to that young person? I think you say, well, you, you screwed up, you messed up, you're not feeling anything. Welcome to the human race. Um, I think you acknowledge that this walk is not about um, the warm and fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Lent is not a self-help ritual, but the, it, it, is, it is hard. Um, and I think if you know a young person who's struggling in Lent, take that as the opportunity to accompany them and walk with them. Um, but I think most impo- importantly is to recognize that life is lived in the ordinary, and it's lived in those moments where you don't 
feel anything, to really show them what relationships are like and that this is a a moment in time of a relationship with Jesus. And so mm-hmm. you're not always going to feel that, but it doesn't mean that he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that these steps you're taking are, are vitally important for your own development. Um, and, and it's supposed to be hard. Uh, and not, not just development, like mental, like your spiritual development, yeah, ex- your right, spiritual yeah. growth. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and and uh, I think when you're in the midst of it and you, you, you screw up or you're, or you're not feeling it, just remember that the the light at the end of the tunnel, the growth. It's not it's not what you're expecting to see in yourself tomorrow. It's what you want to see in yourself uh, when you're 50, and when you know it's a lifelong. That's journey. hard for teens, though, right? Sure, like, yeah, they, that perspective they, is yeah. hard. But all, but let, letting them know that these these patterns that you set will bear fruit down the line. It's the mm-hmm. same. It's way, same way you get them to study for for tests. Is that you, know, right. you don't want to do the the homework assignment, but setting that that time away to okay, this is when I'm doing my schoolwork. That that's going to serve them well, you know, not only mm-hmm. t- to pass the test, but also to be successful in school. It's almost like spiritual muscle memory. It is. You know, you do your times tables in fourth grade over and over and over again. You fill out those worksheets, and then you see two times six in an equation in sixth grade later on, and all of a sudden that two times six sitting in Miss Fink's class comes back to your mind, and you remember precisely how to do it. And right. It- what it means, and, and 2 times 6 is 12, oh, plus X, and you can, you can figure out the, the problem. Right. It, it's, it's how Christ was able to know what to say and what to do at, at the exact right time in the exact right way. Well, because uh, he's divine. Well, yes, but he was also human. And so going through the practices that he did, silence, solitude, simplicity, prayer, uh, we get to dive into those ourselves in a deeper way in Lent so that when the moments come up for us, we can respond as he did. If we don't adopt his practices, we are not divine. So there's no way we're going to be able to respond in those right ways. You know, um, Jesus took time in solitude and prayer. How much more so us, mm-hmm. you know, in our much more troubled condition uh, that we need these things. So I think that's another uh, bullet point for a young person struggling with, well, I'm not feeling anything. It's like, well, if, if you're going to respond the right way to not hurt people, Mm-hmm. Um, with your personality or, or with y- your actions, then these are the steps we need to take to love people well. Because loving people well is hard, and it's an art. It, it, you know, it's, it strikes me as interesting that I think for a lot of adults, we stick ourselves into this, okay, these are the things I'm going to do for Lent. And we do them, and like half the time we give up, or we modify halfway through. Or, you know, I was chatting with someone, and their, their Lent is they're going to think of what they need to sacrifice every particular day. Um, you know, we're recording this and, and recording this at kind of a weird time in our society and in our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of schools are closed um, or closing. A lot of home learning is happening or attempting to happen, distance learning. Yes. Um, there's a lot of confusion surrounding what's going on with COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And, and those are the same things, of course, but COVID-19 sounds more official. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's for a teenager right now in this particular moment in the culture who's been sent home, especially a senior in high school, who's oh, been man. sent home, and, like, yeah. they don't know if they're going to get to go back to school before the graduation. They don't know if they're going to get to take that ACT test again. Or, or, or have prom. Or have prom, <laughs> or take the AP exams, right? Like, what's maybe a word of encouragement to those young people in the midst of what feels like, and that's why I joked earlier, a very lenty Lent. There's yeah. a, a tweet that's gone a little viral over the past couple of days. Man, I didn't expect to give this much up for Lent. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, that. you're giving up everything, eating out and seeing your friends. And yeah. You know, everybody in the world has begged for a weekend where we can all just watch 
the news and or Netflix and just eat cake on the couch. And now we get a month to do that, right? right? Like, yeah. how does a teenager react well, to this well, right now? Well, I think first is is uh, to not dismiss it. I mean, these these are young people who have uh, visualized the moment of senior night. Uh, if they're playing a sport. Or, or the end of their freshman year of college, right? Like all those moments. Well, right, yeah. right, exa- right. Uh, and, the, and these moments that they visualized or, or worked really hard for or just dreamt over, just really just couldn't wait to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Th- there's something to be said for mourning the potential loss of those moments, to, to feel bad about mm-hmm. it. There's not, there's, I, and I think you need to. Uh, and I think furthermore, recognize that, yeah, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And and. It hurts. You know, there's some pain there, but there is some peace and solace in the solidarity of this moment um, where everyone is, yeah, it, it, is, is locked down and, and uncertain about the future. There's some solidarity there. Um, but I think under the la- underneath that, that bitter layer of, of disappointment, uh, there's a gift. There's an invitation. There's a, to slow down mm-hmm. and, and, and enjoy... Um, a cup of coffee or the family dinner that hasn't been had mm-hmm. in or sleeping po- possibly in. or sleeping in or you know I think there's not not to downplay the seriousness of of the potential infection at all but there there is a gift here of of enjoying your family and rest and rest it's and a super lenty Lent but 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 the, right and maybe so, there's an opportunity to pray and to fast and to give alms in a new way with the people that yeah you might be socially distanced with right and, and <laughs> it may help you give up some of the things that have been toxic for you um, whether it be a friend group or whether it be um, an activity or or whatever you know it, it's a good time to take that self diagnostic again um, that I mentioned earlier and to really uh, give up some of those things that have you thought were good for you, but really were, were like rat poison. Like rats don't eat mm-hmm. rat poison because it tastes good, because it tastes bad. They like it, mm-hmm. but they don't know that it's killing them. And sometimes I think there's a lot of that in our, in, in our lives today. There's a lot of things we like doing, but it's killing us. Mm-hmm. Um, so what a, what a gift, what a moment uh, to, to... Of course, still acknowledging the great tragedy that this is uh, and, and what's terrifying uh, about it. That goes without saying. I, yeah. I, but well, I, just, I still just want us to l- say l- it. Let's say yeah. it anyway. Yes, there are tragedies happening and any loss of life is tragic. Um, but specifically to that teen who is thinking my life is over because this isn't happening, mm-hmm. they need that light to say, no, th- yeah. this can be good for you yeah. uh, I mean, to, 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 you know, to cut off some of the things that have been... Um, a hindrance to your yeah. growth. A moment yeah. that the Lord might be inviting us to to trust a little more, especially as we're we're facing shuttered churches and and we're seeing that communities right. are very much being distanced from one another. Yeah. Um, and that, also, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say that 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 Lent, if Lent is a launch pad into a new life um, with Christ, into a deeper spiritual fruitfulness, then maybe opportunities of social distancing and quarantine with family to keep ourselves safe and to keep others safe in the most vulnerable populations, that too could yeah. possibly be a bit of a launch pad yes. for a new way of thinking. And, and always remind that these little sacrifices, however small they may be or great that they may be, we they're not meant to be on their own or to be done in vain or, be, mm-hmm. or experienced in vain. It's about uniting those sacrifices and sufferings at varying levels to Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Yeah, I mean... You know, I, 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 that's I, to, to participate in his redemptive act of salvation on the cross. It is the, the Christian's stronghold in times of trouble that we offer it up and we 
unite it to Christ's sacrifice for the salvation of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's th- that's the ultimate thing to hold on to. And if we don't, you know, orient ourselves to look um, suffering through that lens, then it can become just overwhelming. Yeah. And 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 lead us to despair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think right now more than ever, as we're in the midst of Lent. I mean, we are smack dab in the middle of it. And we're getting more and more news every day of actions that are being taken and things that need to be done to, to make sure that we, quote-unquote, flatten the curve. Um, somebody tweeted out, and I thought it was really clever, well, Jesus social distance for 40 days, why can't we? Um, and I was like, yeah, I mean, that's that's particular, uh, there might be a particular grace in that. So for young people especially to, to give them that word of hope, I think is really good. Well, Tommy, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Well, thanks for having uh, me. You have a lovely home. Yeah, yeah. Well, you traveled all the way to Lake Charles, Louisiana. Uh, to record this live in my kitchen, which is also your kitchen. Our kitchen. we're married. <laughs> uh, so thanks again for joining us. We'll, of course, have the link down to the Lent book in the show notes, um, as well as some other fun things for you. You know, as I've often said at the end of the episodes, it's always kind of hard to, to say something at the end um, of a great conversation. And so I'll keep it short this week and just simply say that... Um, if Lent is the launch pad for both young and, and old and everybody in between alike, um, then perhaps this Lent is going to be the launch pad into the greatest Easter and the most fruitful ordinary time that any of us have ever seen. Um, that in these days of social distancing, that in these moments of self-quarantine, that in these times of uncertainty, that the Lord is inviting us to, to find new ways to be generous to find new ways to, to give up our comforts and the things that we are used to so that we can focus more on him. And then ultimately we commune ourselves to him um, in prayer, that we keep holy the Sabbath as best we can, even with our churches closed, that we that we focus on new um, and, and more beautiful ways to direct our eyes to looking at Christ. Um, you know, this is, it's a weird moment. There's really no other way to put it. This is not what I was expecting to be talking about on this episode, nor what I was expecting to be doing with my time during this particular moment of life. And yet here we are, taking it one day at a time. The same way that Gary and Deacon Kendra and, and Emily and, and all of our guests have, have talked about, that maybe even in the way that Joel said, that humility is the only way to get through some of these snares, that every moment of Lent is a new opportunity to redirect and refocus our attention on what Christ is inviting us to and could be launching us into something completely and totally unseen and even more beautiful than what we may have ever imagined before, that God's plans are unknown to us, but yet we know that they are good and revealed in his time. So please know um, that that I am praying for you, that the team is praying for you, that um, we hope that you stay safe, that we hope that you stay healthy, um, and that in these moments of confusion and, and fear and uncertainty, that we will only ever grow closer to our Lord who walks with us through the valley uh, of the shadow of death, and, and we fear no evil, for he is at our side. Um, and that this Lent, we could be launched into something entirely new and more beautiful with him. Um, you can find all of our old episodes over on AveMariaPress.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, we'd be grateful for a review. Share this uh, with people that you think might benefit from it. Um, and of course, our gift to you, the listeners, is to use the code EXPLORELENT, all caps, uh, for 25% off and free shipping 
over at AveMariaPress.com on all of the Lenten resources uh, that could maybe even help you during this challenging time. Know of our prayers. Stay healthy and stay safe.